Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Hello and welcome to Not-So-Fantasy Football on Uzo Radio. Here we have... Yanis and... Rob, how you doing, man? I'm fine. I think I'm, my, my brain is going to explode. It was going to explode. Now I'm, I've put that in... What's that called? In hibernation, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> since, since last night, uh, I think I completed my team. Uh, no, actually, no, it's even worse. This morning, early this morning. Uh, and I, I missed the price drop, which hurts a bit. Oh, but it's completed and... I'm done. I'm done. It's not one of those days that you're going to go up until the end, changing things. I don't even care. Yeah. I, I, think, I'm, I think I'm happy too. Like, I had something that I was happy with for the last, last week, I'd say. I've been something that I've been quite happy with, and I've just ripped that all to pieces last night and demolished it. Because, in effect... I don't want to be missing out on Son in the double because I came to the conclusion on Tuesday that Gundogan, who played in the Champions League match, I looked at some stats and I looked back and I worked out that Gundogan had played in every knockout round of Champions League matches that Man City have had since uh, the year before they not, uh, they got knocked out by Spurs. They played Lyon, I think. And he played like one half of the knockout matches. That was the one where they got out, knocked out and it was a, an absolute shock. So Gundogan is the guy that does the knockout matches in the Champions League. And if he's doing that, he's not necessarily likely to be playing in the league every week. And actually, you know, when I've got him missing a game week as well, you know, we're hardly going to get anything out of him. And I was OK with him being on my bench because he was quite cheap. But actually missing out on a player like Son... And missing out on players like Jota because I'm stubborn and keeping on Gundogan because he's got a good price rise, I think for me is a bit is a bit silly. So I've gone down to one city and because of that, I've had to rip my entire defence up, which I'm not necessarily happy with. But we'll see yeah. what happens. <laughs> Shall we do this talk through um, our routine wheel? Okay, let's I do this. It's, it's the best way. <clears throat> yep. So shall we start from top? Because... The only thing I'm hesitant with in my team, yep. I ended up with Leno, which in, in the thread I got as a, is it a 10 out of 10? My suggestion of a 9 I think you put him as a 10 out of 10, a conservative 10. Perfect. <laughs> um, but we're losing uh, you a little bit, but it's okay. Was, I had signal earlier, but... You're on, you're on Leno currently. And yes, you were on. I was thinking of Pope, but the, the funds were not were not enough. Mm-hmm. So I either had to go um, Pope and Stones, mm-hmm. or Diaz, as I currently am. Mm-hmm. I, I think I prefer that version. So let me. Cool. I'm on Schmeichel and Forster, which. I was pretty certain I was going to be on uh, a while ago. And yeah, I'm sticking with it just because I had Justin throughout the majority of the early season and he frustrated quite early on with not getting enough clean sheets. But then he began to pick them up before he got injured. And it was a great 
player to have before he got injured. So uh, Schmeichel, I'm happy with, and I'm hoping that the clean sheets can come because the, the fixture's a bit easier. Hit me up with your defence. So in defence, um, I've got Rudiger, Holding, Phillips, Diaz, as mentioned, and Cassagne. So I'm very happy for the next for the five weeks. Nice, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's it's actually good, and it gives a lot of rotation risk uh, coverage because mm-hmm. I mean, if Rudiger doesn't play, I still got Phillips coming in or Castagna for, for the first for the first fixture now for this week. Mm-hmm. I've got Diaz, Rudiger, and Holding as first um, team, mm-hmm. and I've benched Phillips and Castagna. So I wouldn't mind if they came in with either of them. Yeah, uh, and they've got great fixtures coming up. Even in the blank one, it's quite decent. Phillips is playing Newcastle, Cassani is playing Crystal Palace, Rudiger, West Ham, and holding Everton. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. So Diaz being up, being away does not bother me. Mm-hmm. And my plan is four weeks' time to sell Rudiger to a West Ham defender because that's where they turn their fixtures turn again. Mm-hmm. And probably Castagna to a neat one. So yeah. that's going to reduce, that's going to save me a lot of money because I want to go for the crazy um, memor- memorial thing for... Castagna for who? For a lead player. Uh, lead, This yeah. is going to happen, yeah, this is going to happen quite late okay. in the season. I don't, I don't really mind now. Fair, mate. That sounds like a really solid defense. You've got the two like stronger ones in your, you know, the Leicester and, and the City. Then you've got Rudiger, yeah. who is a safe bet, and then you've got yeah, Holding and Phillips. I think Holding is going to play a lot, but for until almost the end. Quite happy with that. That's a really like solid pick, and I think the more he does play, the more likely he is to just keep holding his place, even when David Luiz comes back. Just because David Luiz is a bit chaotic, even though he's a, a, a talker and a leader on the pitch. Um, yeah, we all know what the other side of his game is. My back five is pretty much exactly the same as yours, apart from Castagna. Because I don't have as much money, because it's going elsewhere, uh, Castagna yeah. is actually, was uh, at the start of this podcast, Matsuaku from West Ham, who I really like. I really... What I've been looking at a lot is I've been looking at focusing not on on not on stopping myself making transfers. That was what I was going to say. That's why it sounded like I said yeah. it's not. On not making transfers. <laughs> um, and although West Ham don't have it good at the minute, the last six they have are really good. Um, yeah. So having him is a really good option there. But I have just changed it to Veltman. And the reason why I've changed it to Veltman is because I will make changes after game week uh, 33. And I want to save as many changes as I can before game week 33. And in game week 33, uh, Brighton plays Sheffield United. And I need someone that's definitely going to play in 33. Um, West Ham play Chelsea. So they've got, West Ham have got Leicester, Newcastle, Chelsea, Burnley, Everton, Brighton, which is a nice enough run of fixtures. But actually, I don't necessarily need my Brighton asset for the Everton, Chelsea that they've got next. But I will definitely need a player for Sheffield United uh, in game week 33. So Veltman's definitely in my team for that. 
Um, they've then got sure. Leeds, Wolves, West Ham, and they've got other other players, but that's why Veltman is in my team. He's probably going to be one of the bench options until then. Um, but yeah, most of my players look like they're going to be bench options by the look of it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my that's my defence. I'm, I'm happy with Veltman. I would much rather have someone great. And I did have um, Aspilicueta instead of Rudiger, and I was much happier with that. But my money's gone elsewhere. So Rudiger, I think, is going to play. And I'm really, uh, yeah, I think he's a, a good Chelsea defender and a, a really decent price, a value pick. I'm, I'm quite worried about Aspilicueta because I know he's the one who hasn't missed any of the Premier League fixtures. Which makes you think he's going to miss one. <laughs> but at some point he might, yes. Yeah. Especially now between between the two quarter games. I know it's quite a good lead they've got already and they don't they shouldn't worry very much about the second leg. But I'm I'm not that certain he would start with against Crystal Palace. Yeah. Uh, and of course when you go to that price you want them to start every game. Yeah. It's fine if Rudiger does not start mm-hmm. because it's 4.7. You can deal with that. But when you've got your prime ones, this was one of the reasons I was not that certain about Diaz because in my charts, I could easily not use him for the first three weeks. Yeah. They play Leeds, Villa, and then he blanks. So I wouldn't mind if he didn't play all three games. Yeah. So I said, yeah, let's get stones, and if he misses it, it's fine. But I've gained so much in price, I didn't want to miss that. That was the only reason I kept him, because I wanted him for the final end of the season yeah. with the five uh, fixtures that he's got, which is quite, quite good, apart from the Chelsea one. But as I said for Asmi Greta, if, if you know he's going to start every fixture, he's perfect. But the chance he misses is not a good one. No. It's pretty high. Just because they also got smashed by West Brom 5-2 and he was the captain in the centre, well, in a three-man defence. Um, so, yeah, he's he's going he's gonna to be on his way out. Right, let's go to midfields. Let's hit up this midfield because I think... Oh, this is the best point. We've explained holding, we've explained Phillips well enough, we've explained everyone else well enough. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned my second keeper was Forster, but yeah, I think that's Forster. I'm not- I didn't mention... I didn't mention my second keeper was Forster actually, but okay. if someone was reading the thread, I think they got exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. Forster was the one who was ten out of ten. Exactly, because he's just because so he's a perfect second second keeper. Yeah, uh, he might be blanking. He not. He is blanking on thirty three, but he has a double at some point, which yeah. is great news. And he's got a bad run in 34-35 against Leicester, where other keepers have a good one. Yeah. So you could easily have Schmeichel um, playing Southampton, Newcastle, as you said, or Leno having uh, just a moment was there in Newcastle was wrong. Yeah. So if it really makes a nice rotation, and then he plays, Porsche plays Fulham Leeds in 36 37, mm-hmm. which is quite good for the rotation. So yeah, Porsche, I think we did, that's why we didn't really mention it because. It's a common knowledge that he's a better ideal second keeper. Exactly. So, um, my midfield is as follows. I've got Salah, Fernandez, Son, Jota and Emil Smith-Rowe. Good. Very similar. <laughs> we, we're playing templates. 
The the panic really was, I know I want Son for the double. I don't necessarily want Son against United, but I think the biggest mistake I can make is having players that I want to transfer in. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. like putting money aside so that I can transfer someone in, which I just don't think is a sensible way of, of playing a wild card. So like it is... It's okay to have one player, you know, that you want to plan to transfer in, like a Rafinha in game week 36 or, you know, exactly. a goalkeeper swap or something along those lines. If you've got one or two, great. But if you've got someone pegged in for every single week, every time you get an injury, like if Harry Kane, God bless his soul, <laughs> please touch woods, like goes over on that like rusty ankle again, um, that's him out for the season. And you've got, you've got to then make it two transfers because you're planning transfers in. So I've tried my hardest to make sure I'm not planning a single transfer in this in this in this draft. And that's what uh that's why I've got no team value whatsoever. And Smith Rowe is there's 4.2 as one of my bench options alongside Veltman. And it's a very good choice, actually, because first of all, Smith Rowe, he, he played last night. Nah. Oh, he played, I think no. he played last night. Sorry, yes. play of the weekend, sorry. Um, but Arsenal has such a good run, so it's quite probably that when he plays, he might not play 90 minutes, Yeah. but even if he comes in for 30 minutes to rest someone, he might get involved in something because of the easy fixtures that they've got. So yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a perfect fifth midfield midfielder. Just to, to highlight what he said, looking at my chart of, of players, I've got... The four, first four weeks, nothing will change in, in my plans. Of course, yeah. something will change eventually. But I agree completely with you. When you do a wild card, you have to think of the long term because you can't be expecting to bring someone a week from now. Mm. I was thinking originally, I had that, that mistake. I was thinking, I'm starting with Gudegan against Leeds and swapping him next week to Son. Mm-hmm leaving money aside and swapping in. But there's no point in, in actually doing two, two transfers mm. to do that because then Gudelon doesn't play in 33 as well. So it's kind of, I'll have to bring him back, but when, it, it's, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's, it's so, a, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a very difficult one. So what I've done, what everyone should do before the deadline, which is at uh, 6.30 p.m. tonight, uh, on Friday the 9th of April. What I've done is I've worked out my captaincies and I've worked out, you know, that I want uh, Kane, Salah, uh, potentially Fernandez, but most likely Vardy. Um, the thing is, I'm not necessarily going to captain Fernandez, but not having him in my team is is going to be more painful than, than having him, you know, on the side there. Um, so, yeah, I've got... You got Kane for the double in 32, Kane in 34, yeah. potentially again in 35, but you've got Liverpool against Newcastle 33, easy. Exactly. Liverpool 31. 35 uh, is also good, Liverpool, Southampton. Yeah, and Liverpool, West Brom. 36, West Brom. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Leicester. 38, got, maybe. Crystal Palace in 33 again, which is another captaincy I can go with Newcastle in 35 so these guys have all got good fixtures coming out of their uh, wherever they have it coming out of um, <laughs> so yeah. making sure I've got these players in my team is what I've been you know I've got a good captaincy choice from now until the end of the season 
is what my focus has been, which is why I've gone with Salah over Jota in terms of captaincy choices. Jota is a great pick, but if you can't be guaranteed that he's going to start every week, for me, he's not a great captaincy pick. If he, if no, he, because start, he will come in. Exactly. Because he will come in. That's the problem. And it's very easy to come in and, you know, he does come in and he does score most of his goals as a substitution as, as it currently stands. And it's very easy to come in and score goals. But I'd much rather have the player that's on the pitch for 90 minutes as my captain than, you know, have the player that's on the pitch for the last 30 minutes as my captain. Um, even though I don't think Jota's not going to, you know, I don't think Jota's going to struggle at all. I think he will get some goals. That's why I've got him in my team. I think I need the double coverage with Salah. I can't cover the Salah coverage with Jota because I won't captain him then. Yeah. And think of it the other way, that Jota, even if he comes in and has an assist or even a goal, mm-hmm. that's not ideal for captain. No. Like, especially with those pictures that they've got. I'm looking at the rotation of captains. And apart from this week, which is a bit tight, I've got it on Sarah this week mm-hmm. against Villa. Then Kane, as we said, double. Then Salah, Newcastle, Kane, Sheffield United. Salah Southampton, um, Salah West Brom, and yeah, and then it's Aguero for me for the last two weeks. But um, this shows that these players have all potential that they need to have a big, big hole every single week. So you wouldn't want to risk it with a job coming in for one assist. Yeah. But speaking of midfield, mm-hmm. we've got again an uh, uh, 80% similar lineup. Quick math. I've got Salah, Fernandez, Son, Jota. Mm-hmm. But I've got Lingard. And I actually feel quite happy of having... Apparently, I'm going to play with five midfielders yeah, the whole season. Yeah. Because Lingard has also great fixtures. But yeah, Leicester, Chelsea. But they're not that bad. And then Newcastle, Burnley, Everton, Brighton, West Brom, Southampton. It looks quite good. Looks great. And then really you plan to bench him in a couple of games, which is ridiculous. If he drops from this crazy form he's in, it's an easy transfer out yeah. to somewhere cheaper, and then it, it really allows me that money to be spent where my weak spot is the yeah, attack. Exactly. But at the moment, I can easily play five at three five two or four five one. Yeah, it's very very easy for me. So I don't mind having such all the money. In. He gives you a good. It's a good like you can go down to a Smith Row from from Lingard and you'll get almost two million, which is a good boost yeah. to put anywhere in the field. You know, Ian Acho can go, Calvert Lewin, uh, Rudiger, can, or you know, Holding can go up to any defender pretty much. Phillips exactly. can go up to any defender. So. Uh, it's a good stock transfer to hold. I think that's a really good choice there. So, how's your attack? Full Leicester? Uh, no, not quite. So, yeah, my, my team value is only 103 million point four, which isn't which isn't massive. I didn't play it particularly well. I, I missed out on a Jota rise early on in the wild card, which I could have got a little bit more money out of. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't play this wild card for price rises like I could have. Um, I've already sold Ian Acho, so Ian Acho is not, um, he's not in my wildcard team, but I've got Vardy and Kane and Matteo Vidra from Burnley. Now Vidra is someone that I, Burnley have got a great fixture against Newcastle. So for me right now, I don't mind having Vidra starting this, this game week. You know, I could have, 
arguably have Son on the bench um, in this game week with Vidra starting up front, which sounds a bit mad. But uh, <laughs> I'm sacrificing a lot having Vardy there. You know, I've, I've got Veltman where you've got uh, Castagna. I've got Vidra. No, I've got Smithrow where you've got Lingard. But having Vardy as yeah. a, you know, set and forget, He's also a captaincy choice in 33, which might be a bit of a differential captain, which gives me a little bit of a buzz over you, where you wouldn't necessarily... Well, other people who have a Nacho wouldn't necessarily be wanting to captain him in 33. Um, Also, he's another one that's saving me a transfer later on in the game because... Ian Acho is a worry that he's, you know, when Barnes comes back, he's not going to play. When Madison comes back, we're all saying that Perez is going to go to the bench and Ian Acho will stay up front. But there's every chance that Perez could go up front and Ian Acho could, you know, go back to the bench or, you know, Perez could play left or right. So um, Vardy is the 100% starter in that team and Vardy is the potential captaincy choice for me. So that's why I'm making those sacrifices. Other than that, we're pretty much, we're pretty, pretty similar as it stands, I think. There are three or four main differences. Keeper, one defender, one midfield and one attacker, right? Yes, that's it. And yeah, that, that's good for me that I'm a few points ahead. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's good for our listeners that we're suggesting almost same players, but in, in our thread, we have suggested many more than that. So, yeah, the Trent Alexander-Arnold yeah, pick is a good one, actually. I, I do think, you know, triple Liverpool with Trent at the back is is a good pick because Liverpool's fixtures are great. I just would prefer to have Vardy over, over a more yeah. attractive defender. Yeah, I would, I would need to, to really lose one of the expensive midfielders to mm. manage to have Rudiger. Two months are going to have a trend. Yeah. So I'm not keen yet to do that. And even if it goes crazy, I think that I'll never go back this year mm-hmm. because it will need a lot of, of changes. So, in the same way as you said about Vardy being, you have to sacrifice mm-hmm. other players and sacrifice my attack. Mm-hmm. And it might sound a bit funny. I remember Lefebvre said that we can't get it how how people would captain defenders or how, but the points don't work exactly like that. So I don't mind if I have midfielders who score because all five of them have been scoring a lot this year. So I don't mind if they play. I mean, how many how many midfielders and attackers can you have in every game? You can have maximum seven, can't you? Isn't it? Yeah, I think it's seven maximum. Yeah, yeah. Three three defenders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if I have five midfielders and Kane as a six, then the seventh one is the one who's playing that. It, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've got Inacho and Figueroa as well. Mm-hmm. So Vidra, I keep I'm benching first in 31. I'm not playing him over Son. I found that a bit daring. Mm-hmm. But he's covering really nicely in 33, the blank, where I'm going to have Kane missing Son. Possibly I might drop him for that game week. And Diaz. So I have a player really coming in. And I think he's going to play against Wolves. And then I'm probably playing him again in 35 against Fulham. Mm-hmm. 
because um, it's Lingard's against Everton and uh, Chelsea doesn't have good fixtures. At, at Diaz, Diaz is playing against Chelsea, so I might play with three defenders and I'll, I'll need three attackers there. So yeah. this is the long term plan. So for a 4.8, playing two out of five and being first sub, it's quite decent. Yeah, I'm really happy with him. Yeah, definitely. I don't think I'm going to sell him until the end. I I'm just... probably going to keep him up until the end because this price is so good. Yeah. It allows you to, to put the money elsewhere. It really does. And, and I don't necessarily want any... Unless he stops playing, like unless he becomes or stops being such a consistent starter and, you know, Burnley bring back, bring back um, James Rodriguez. It is something that it's not going to be a pressing transfer. And even if they do bring back a player, he's again, not a pressing transfer. Um, I don't mind, you know, filtering some of the Son money that I may be transfer out, which will be difficult to sell because he's got Sheffield United straight after the blank. Um, yeah. But Please. So Sheffield United, Leeds, Wolves, Villa, Leicester. It's not yeah. a bad run. Um, but, you know, Jota, Salah, these players, I'm going to sell them at some point. I am going to sell, I'm going to have to sell some of them at some point. And when I do, um, I'd rather filter that money back into the midfield, into, you know, my Smith Rowe position and upgrade that yeah. to an Arsenal player, maybe that's starting, maybe Saka even, or, or a defender to sort out one of those fires than to sort out Vidra because Vidra is just worst case scenario. He's one of the cheapest forwards on the, in the game and he'll be happy to be he's the cheapest playing at least. So yeah. Happy to sat, just sit on my bench. Talking about fires. Yeah. I think the only, the only section that will need adjustments until the end of the season is defense. Yeah. Because Chelsea's fixtures turn, Leicester's fixtures turn. Yeah. And at the same time, it's quite good because West Ham and Leeds have really great pitches at the end. So you can really downgrade that. That's what my plan Downgrade to them. Yeah. Get a lot of money aside to even make what I'm planning in actual to Aguero in 36. Yeah. Playing against Newcastle, Brighton, Everton, which might be the case of him playing all three games and you know, having a farewell with a good scoring. It's one of the reasons I might be not playing the triple captain on Kane in yeah. 32. I might save it yeah. for uh, Aguero at some point. You're I don't know. Captain. I don't know. It might, it might be. If, if I'm not in great danger from... I mean, now I'm second, so I can't even speak with that. I'd be very... I have to be more modest. But... If I get to be ahead, I might take that risk. Yeah. the the longer we the longer we get, or the closer we get towards the end of the season, the more we're going to know about this end of season fixture swing. So, yeah. you know, I think it's not a bad thing to. I think the Kane Everton Southampton is the best on paper that we've got, but there could very easily be something at the end of the season because that we don't know. Uh, that we can't see any literally anything can happen they can move the, yeah. the the things around and the fpl site can just make the game weeks look different you know so we never we don't even get a double so they could just very easily make them doubles or, or anything so it really is a, a very confusing scenario so after this week we're going to have a little bit more information and then 
then you're going to need to decide whether you need to hit that triple captaincy button on Kane in 32. Um, yeah. But you've got you've got time to wait until then, and let's hope you get some more before I then. Do. Good. I think I'm so, happy. Are you, are you happy I'm, with, with everything happy you've too. expressed? <laughs> I think I am. I think I am. Let Good. the games begin. It's like, like restarting everything. This is great. It's great. It's great. I'm really looking forward to it. So all we need to do now is the most important, and that's uh, watch list battles, battles, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Remind me the price. Is it 5.5? 5.5 for defenders, 8 for midfielders, and 7.5 for attackers? Year, I still don't remember. Good. To be fair, yeah. I could have warped that all in my head. Let me just... I'm going to go back to the very beginning. No, I think that's, that's it. That's it. Don't worry. And I think I've got my choice. There are so many choices with defenders. Mm. It's so easy for this game week. Midfielders under 8, strikers under 7.5. Yeah. I was right. Cool. Um, so, go ahead. Go first. Mate, I've got no idea. I was just looking at the price. <laughs> um, okay, so under 7.5. I'm going to go for... No, go for defence first. Uh, who is a good defence to have this week? Okay. Yeah, literally. I'm looking at Chelsea, who have got Crystal Palace, which is a good a good fixture for Chelsea. Arsenal have got Sheffield United. I'm going to go with someone you wouldn't even imagine, so... Man City have got Leeds. Nah, Stones probably isn't going to play, is he? Okay. I'm going to go with Vestergaard, so don't worry. Vestergaard's a good pick. I think I'm going to go with Gabriel Miguel Nahales. Uh, between It's really between Gabriel and Pablo Mari. And I think Gabriel's going to be starting in that slot there. There's also Cedric Suarez, who came in for Tierney. So... I think I'm going with Cedric Suarez for the extra attacking go. potential. Cedric. And you're going with Vestergaard. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Midfield, you go first. Oh, to be fair, you went first in the last one. I should go first now. I was first. You go first. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Arsenal are again a good pick for midfield. Uh, oh, no, you can't save him for attack because Lacazette's up front. Chelsea against Crystal Palace, again, a good pick. So I think Mason Mount is going to be my pick. Ah, oh, no, Mason Mount's very... When Mason Mount scores, he then has a couple of weeks off, doesn't he? He goes on holiday for a few weeks. Um, <laughs> Liverpool, Villa. Jota's a good pick, but I've got him in my team. standout options. And Southampton, West Brom. What price is um, Danny Ings at the minute? Is he 8.1? Yeah. Okay, that's a no-go then. Uh, 8.4. Oh, man. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with Dwight McNeil, who play, who's Burnley and he plays against Newcastle, I think. So my two choices I have to pick. Yeah. Okay, I'll go for Neto. I was between Neto and Saka. Mm-hmm. I'll go for Neto. I'm glad I picked one of those. <laughs> and then attack. That's going to be crazy. Yeah. But I've got one. Go for it. And it's to honour him. Alexander Mitrovic. Nice. <laughs> Against Wolves. Yes. Mate, okay. So... I mean, they're, they're quite strong in the air, but... This is true. He's strong too, so... Oh, what price He's is in it? great form. He's in really great form. Alexander Mitrovic. Um... If he had slightly better fixtures, I would consider him for the wild card as well. Yeah, true. But he's he's way more expensive. He's 0.7 more expensive than Vidra. And their fixtures are not great. So I just mm. thought, just keep. 
Um, I want to look at Chelsea's direction, but Werner's going to be, you know, out of it. Uh, Tammy Abraham's still out injured and Giroud played in the midweek, didn't he? So I don't think Giroud is going to be a sensible pick as much as I'd love to pick Giroud. Alexander Lacazette would be a good choice, but he's out of our yeah, price range. Expensive. Um, looking at the, all the favourites, you have to go to think. Got... <laughs> hey, you had three non-starters last week. That's because you because you went so far out. Because of the I box. Too much. <laughs> I'm out of the I'm out of conversation, not just the box. Yeah, uh, Jesus would be good, but he's out of our price range again. Um, Shay Adams doesn't start, which is a bit annoying. West Brom plays Southampton, so Diania might be a good pick because Southampton aren't playing very well at the minute. Wolves. Yeah, there's no one really in our price range that I'm I'm fancying. So I'm going to go with... Bamford. Bamford. <laughs> Bamford's a safe pick, really, isn't he? Um, in City? Always, always a safe pick. Now, I'm going to go with Dianya against Southampton. I think that Southampton defence are a bit leaky. Good. Good idea. Dian... I've Dian- got for the, for the attacking return, not the clean sheet, so well done. Yeah. And then you're on Mitrovic. Mitrovic, of course. Perfect. I think it's actually the best choice anyway. I think, <laughs> yeah. thinking out of the box, he's actually the best choice out of them. Yeah, I think maybe maybe McNeil would be better placed elsewhere and Chris Wood would be a better pick against Newcastle. Yeah, I was thinking Wood as well, but I thought I've got Vidra. I yeah. don't think James by attack. True, true. Wood scoring two and Vidra. Nothing. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love that that's the just way you're for thinking. A while, just for a battle scene. Perfect. <laughs> you right. have it. Okay, I think that leaves us wrapped up for this week. Thank you very much, guys, for putting up with our, our wildcard musings where we've literally been back and forwards. We've literally contradicted ourselves at pretty much every turn. I definitely have by saying I'm never dropping Gundogan, I don't need Jota, and then picking Jota in the end. And I'm very sorry for influencing you away from players and then turning changing my mind i hope we we've justified our picks enough and oh, yeah i just thought but i'm keeping it for my for my battles for next week nothing nothing just just get it won't be oh gundawan will be I'm a great pick for battles <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea anyway thank you very much for following us along this this wild card journey thank you guys all that's left to be said is stay safe and stay tuned. Bye. Goodbye. Also radio.